This is Live Well Talk on ways to improve your health in the new year. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unipoint Health, St. Luke's Hospital. It's that time of year again where New Year's resolutions will be uh, often broken, but one of those resolutions that many people have is improve their health. But staying on track with those goals is difficult. Joining me today is Susie Albers, health coach with St. Luke's Healthy Living Clinic to discuss sustainable habits and lifestyle changes we can all make in the new year to improve our health. Welcome. Thank you for having me. What is the Healthy Living Clinic? The Healthy Living Clinic um, is a program that we have over at the Diabetes and Kidney Center. Um, and so we have two different programs at the Healthy Living Clinic. Um, one is a grocery-based plan, and one of one of the other ones is a meal replacement plan. So within those plans, um, you are medically supervised by two endocrinologists, and then you have a health coach and a dietitian on staff to help you uh, take you through your journey with Healthy Living Clinic. Um, our programs are five months long, um, and within those, we work on lifestyle changes as well as providing you with a meal plan or a meal replacement plan to help you reach your goals. Um, as someone that eats incredibly unhealthy, a majority of the time, not all the time, um, it's hard to find healthy food, particularly like in the hospital. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible. Sure. I mean, I just came from the floors upstairs making rounds and, um, donuts everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so what, 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 what advice to give people that are constantly have those temptations in their face? Sure. Yeah. The temptation is lurking at every corner. Yeah. We're a very food dominant society. And so I always have people try to change their environment. How can you set up your environment differently to help you be successful and feel good? And so maybe it's not going into those rooms where there is those temptations or it's bringing your own food. So you don't go to those places with temptations. And sometimes it's some willpower and determination. Yeah. But you have to have your food with you to be able to to eat. And if you don't, you're going to go find something elsewhere. And typically, it may not be the healthiest choice. Um, what Do you know what percentage of people that make resolutions that keep them? I, I don't know what oh, percentage. I don't do, know do what percentage, but I bet it's low. <laughs> I, yeah, I would guess it's low, too. Um, I did make a – before the seatbelt was a law, I said that was a New Year's resolution. I did stick with that, so I've always been – proud of that there's many other yeah. resolutions that i broke of course sure um the tell me the difference between you healthy living meal replacement and meal plant tell me about that sure so our meal replacement program we use the health one meal replacement um, and it's a medical grade meal replacement and it comes in a powder form and so we have you cook with it as well as you can drink it um, so it provides you with a structured plan through those five months so that you can really work on your lifestyle habits and behavior changes to help with long-term weight maintenance. So we start with you on these meal replacements. You're typically on a certain amount per day. And then we bring in grocery-based foods throughout the program. So we would bring in fruits and vegetables first and then transition you in bringing in the other food groups, your protein, your dairy, and your fat, and your grains. So it's a very structured plan and it works for those who need something structured to follow. So you do see weight loss with it um, because it's very um, monitored in calories. 
Um, there's a big calorie deficit, but the product is fun because you cook with it. You can make lots of things with it, um, and it provides you with that good satiety that everybody is looking for. Um, and so that's the healthy one meal replacement product that we use through the meal replacement program. And then we have our grocery-based plan, um, and that is called New Directions, and that is only using grocery-based foods. So between the dietitian and the provider's recommendations and the person, we take any dietary needs into consideration, and then we provide them with a meal plan. And so they would follow that meal plan throughout the five months. Now, within the both of the programs, we have classes that they attend. And these classes are either every week or every other week. So they're in a support group and they're learning different ways to bring in lifestyle habits and behavioral changes while working on their structured meal plan. So that's the two programs we have. And then we all know that five or six months does not um, is not the end of our journey with weight loss. We need long-term support and change. And so we have our support group, Next Steps, which is what people do to continue their weight loss or continue their weight maintenance. So what is the amount of time someone needs to do something to have a lower chance of regressing? Let me, let me just give you an example we've had on other podcasts. You know, five-year survival rate for a cancer. If you can make it five years, the chance of reoccurrence is much less. Sure. You know, that five years is critical. Mm -hmm. And often we measure what's what's the five-year survival rate. Sure. So what is, what is the success rate for weight loss and healthy lifestyle choices? Sure. If you can make it two years, two you're years. more okay. likely to be able to stay at that weight. So your body tries to get you to go back to that weight you were before. And so we needed to get to your steady state weight, which is maybe where you're currently at at the end of a program. So if you can maintain that for two years, you're more likely to be able to keep that weight maintenance. So yeah, two years. And we do suggest being in a support group within those two years. So you're with like-minded people. So you're with people that are still trying to do the same things you are because it's a hard journey. And it doesn't end after five months. It's continuation. Even after two years, you have to continue to be aware of your choices and the behaviors that you're doing. So yeah, two yeah, years. It's, it's lifestyle. You Absolutely. know, I mean, it's a change. Yeah. It's hard. Um, Very hard. Food is the be best appetite suppressant. The, unfortunately, the side effect is weight gain. Sure. Um, but do you actually shop with the patients so they can select healthy choices in the grocery store? So we do not shop with them. Our goal is for you to make it fit into your lifestyle. Okay. So in our thin our meal plans, we don't give you specific foods. We'll give you a list that has a plethora of foods on it, but we want you to choose what you like. Okay. And so that we're there sense. to support you because we want you to do this on your own, but with our support and guidance. So we do not go shopping with them, although it, it would be maybe I, be a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Hy-Vee might provide that service uh, sure. if you contact them yeah. to read, help read, read the labels. Yeah. Um, I worked in the food industry in the late 80s, early 90s for a year prior to going to medical school. And it was amazing how intentionally misleading labels were mm -hmm. uh, to, to uh, you know, um, to, to, you know, whether or not light was spelled L-I-T-E mm -hmm. or L-I-G-H-T, sure. you know, and low fat versus fat free and how they were very misleading. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's easy to become a victim of that marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, sure. it works because oh, yeah. that's why they have commercials, right? You right. Know? Yeah. All right. I know listeners are considering this or thinking about this. Okay. What, what about intermittent fasting? That's the big craze, it seems like. Sure. What's your thoughts on that? 
Um, intermittent fasting can be a tool within your weight loss journey, but it is not something that we see much benefit beyond like 12 weeks, three months, um, because it's hard to continue to do it. Um, it's kind of people would see it as a quick fix, as a way for me to get jump started. But intermittent fasting is not, not something long term people typically can stick with. So it is a good tool to use if it fits into into your lifestyle and what you want to do. And keto uh, the high protein diet, same. Sure. So yes, with any diet that you're seeing just in the general eye, we're going to say those are more quick fixes. It's a hard way to sustain long-term. So within the Healthy Living Clinic, we just give you food groups. We'll give you food groups amounts, and that's how we help people. Um, We don't take food groups away. We feel like every food group is really important to have into your overall daily intake. So how can we make this work for you? And follow these portion sizes. So keto, paleo, all of the different ones, they're not really helpful long term. Okay. I think sometimes I I always thought maybe the Atkins part of that was just the fact that people started to pay attention to what they're eating. Sure. You know, I think we subconsciously, uh, and I know you you, often you make a recommendation for a food log, food diary Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. really, because I think uh, I've always felt patients underestimate the number of calories they consume, particularly mm-hmm. in what they drink. Yes. Um, I, 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 Very much so. Yeah. It, yeah. It's And it's easy to do, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but a couple cans of pop is 600 calories, you know, sure. and that can happen pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, what role does exercise play in weight loss and keeping the weight off? Sure. So at the Healthy Living Clinic, exercise is a key part in people's ability to weight maintenance. So it can help you with weight loss, but it's not something we focus on right at the beginning. And so it is a valuable part in your weight management journey. If you do not have exercise in your um, regimen, then weight maintenance will be very, very challenging. So we bring it in very slow within our clinic. Um, A lot of the people do not have a basis for exercise. So we really encourage people to start walking, start doing some exercise for stretching, mobility, and then work into more strength training and finding maybe higher ways of intensity to work out. But it is essential for weight maintenance, not always um, needing to be there for weight loss, but it is a general part of overall good health to be active. And a patient or individual, they, they don't need to train for a triathlon or no. a CrossFit or a mixed martial arts or anything like that. No. How much exercise is recommended just to, to start to see the benefit. Sure. We recommend moving more now than you did before. So there is always recommendations as far as how much activity you should do in a week's time. 150 minutes is generally the ideal time for a week. over a week's time. Um, but if you were doing nothing and you went to, to start doing 10 minutes of walking, that's that's beneficial. So we try to get people to move at least 30 to 60 minutes per day by the end of the five months and then continuing to build on that. And as you lose weight, you have to change your intensity of exercise for your body to still continue to see benefits. So knowing that what you were doing before, you may have to change up a little bit in the future. Um, So anything is better than nothing. It doesn't have to be high intensity. It can be stretching. It can just be walking. It can be picking up your household daily items that you need to do. So it doesn't have to be wild and crazy. If you want to get into something like that, that's great, but it doesn't have to start like that. Awesome. Well, we've had several podcasts where we've met people a day in the life of phlebotomist, uh, food service, uh, and we've done that to highlight how 
medicine is a team sport and it's just not doctors and nurses, oh, right? Sure. You know, that it's, it is a team sport. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into healthy living? How, how, if a listener was saying, you know, that sounds like something I really want to help people. Yeah. What, tell me about your journey. Sure. So um, I got my degree as an athletic trainer. And so I've always enjoyed helping people. Um, It's always been health oriented. And so within that, I went into strength and conditioning. um, And then I decided exercise is a great way for people to feel better, to be stronger. But a key component we were missing was the lifestyle changes. So people can work out as hard as they want and they never will see changes in their body composition. So I decided to become a health coach to dive a little bit deeper into helping people change their behavior and lifestyle. Um, And so I did that in a gym setting for a very long time. I very much enjoyed it. And then I decided maybe weight loss was just general weight loss is something else that I wanted to try. And so that's when I started up the Healthy Living Clinic. And we've helped multiple people not only lose weight, but help them keep it off long term. So that's That's kind of my journey. You're, You're doing good work there. Thank you. Uh, Susie, this was great information. It's that time of year where New Year's resolutions are abound. And hopefully our listeners will use some of your good advice today and be successful with those resolutions. Once again, this is Susie Albers, health coach with St. Luke's Healthy Living Clinic. To learn more about services offered at the Healthy Living Clinic, call 319-298-2200 or visit unitypoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.